Welcome to Running Out of Space, a podcast about collectors, their collections, and how they make room for it all in their lives. My name is Adam Grabarnik, and I've been a collector since I was a child. It began with stickers, which led to comics, which led to toys, sneakers, posters, pins, wine, and on and on and on. Taking a wide-angle view of my obsession for ownership, I've come to see how my collections have become intertwined with my personality and sense of identity. Speaking with other collectors on the internet and in real life, I've come to see that I'm not alone. The Running Out of Space podcast is a celebration of the spirit that unites all collectors. Because it doesn't matter if you collect paintings, watches, stamps, cars, guitars, or Barbie dolls, there is a common component within the collector themselves that transcends the object collected. Though the trophies may be different, the hunters are more similar than they know. My guest today is Alexander Stefani. He's one of the largest private Versace collectors in the world and tours his collection on exhibit in reverence for the legendary fashion designer. He sees Versace as an artist of the highest degree, whose work is better off hanging in a museum than in a closet. I was a preteen when I first heard the name Gianni Versace. The hot couture designer had moved to my home city of Miami Beach and seemed to have brought the entire fashion industry with him. It was the 1990s, and along with the renaissance of the South Beach District, Versace's arrival signaled the city's coming out as an international fantasy land of opulent luxury. For me, Versace represents a lifestyle and state of mind. When I see Versace clothes, I'm teleported to mythological bacchanals, where the dance floors hover on sensual clouds and the walls drip with Dionysian ecstasy. Today, I'm Alexander's plus one into the party. To see selects of my guests' collections, follow the show's Instagram at Running Out of Space Podcast. And now it's time to talk to Alexander Stefani. This yes. is very cool. I'm very interested in this. Uh, I was born and raised in Miami, Miami Beach specifically, and when Versace came to town, it changed the city forever. Uh, the effects oh, yeah? are still are still present in the city. Um, the mansion is a has become a historical landmark, and uh, the style of the city changed with his coming. That was that strong. Yes, it was. It was. It still kind of continues to be. I mean, it's long after his his, his murder, um, but the mansion is still a place uh, for partying and the luxurious lifestyle. Unfortunately, there's a lot of crime that comes out of the mm. mansion. There was uh, there was a recent shooting, but um, it is it's it's inextricably tied to the roots and the DNA of Miami Beach. I started to collect actually why I, I make acquaintance with the work of Versace in 89 when I was an exchange student in France. It was uh, AFS and I get in, in a shop and I didn't have much money and I try a shirt and that shirt used 
because the money I took to spend one year. <laughs> wow. So you saw it and you immediately responded. Something inside of you just sparked, huh? Wow. <laughs> wow, how crazy. I was coming from Brazil. Brazil was very close to importations. I did not even know that there was exist clothes that expensive. You were in France and you just happened to walk into a, a, a boutique. Yeah, because here in Brazil, I used to, to, to walk, to, to see some fashion magazines. I see that name, but it was something so far and so, uh, so far of my reality. And I wish to think, to see more about his woman's clothes. So when I see this, I try to show it and I see, and they gave me for free the catalogs. And I think really are the catalogs who make me fall in love for it because there was a lot of sketches, like a lot of artist artwork, a lot of sketches, a lot of artists. It was not the top models appeal, which I like. Actually, it was more, but most of it, there was the same fun in fashion for men than there was for women. That's a so very I think point. it was, the, okay, my God, there is the same colors, there is the same fabrics, there is luxurious fabrics, there is embroidery. It seems like the guy really thinks in the men's wear as the, as the same way he does for the women's. Yeah. So it was fun. There is a very specific opulence and decadence that comes yeah. forth in the clothes. It's a world. When you see Versace, you see a lifestyle, you see a world, you see an attitude. And um, you see, to this day, it's just so wild, the mix of patterns and the mix of um, yeah. material. Well, I see what the guy does was insane. He did it, he matched things that who doesn't match. But when he did, it was good. Other, other people try to do that and always look tacky and ugly. And he did with a fantastic way. And it was so, uh, so edgy. Yeah. Like I say, who the hell would mix like a print, animal print with a Baroque? And it looks fantastic. And it was actually the shirt that I try. It was a mix of animal print with Baroque. You know, it's funny because it really should not work, but that's the magic of Gianni Versace. Yeah. It really shouldn't. It yeah. shouldn't go together. It, it, if you if you said that, just everybody who tried, everybody who who did the same did in an awful way. Yes. Okay. So so you were in France. You were an exchange student, and you spent all of your money on this one shirt. No, I didn't. I didn't. I'm not that crazy. <laughs> I didn't, but it was in my mind. Yeah. for that shirt. But that I started digging more about Gianni Versace. I discovered like the the cheaper lines like versus uh, Versace jeans. And and I started to buy and I started to meeting people like fashion journalists and people like this who had access to that uh, sales and samples. And I started to buy Versace, but not for the, the main collection, not for the silk shirts. Do you remember what pieces you were most obsessed with at that time? Oh, yes. It was a jacket. It was a jacket, a leather jacket, mm -hmm. which I got 30 years after. <laughs> and this was 89. So what was it like big shoulders, kind of puffy sleeve? Oh, no, no. In, 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 in 89, I liked the other pieces. It was more about uh, the first shorts. And the mix of lace, uh, I like fabrics that normally were not 
used for for menswear. Mm-hmm. I like I already know I and like like uh, Jean Paul Gaultier, mm-hmm. and then I met Versace, and Versace was very crazy, but still being classic. He was playing the classic. It was not changing every gender mm-hmm. concept as Gaultier used to do. Right. And did you, from 89 on, up until this day, have you been collecting pieces? Yes, from- yes, yes. Then I start to digging and to study a lot and to try to purchase what I could, like waiting for the sales. When mm-hmm. I was in the city, the first time, I, the first, my first tourist, tourist thing was the Versace shop. And I was all very well dressed so they could give me for free the catalog. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I can say that I started collecting by the catalogs. That's wonderful. Do you still have those catalogs? Yes. Yes. And uh, when I moved back from France, I had a lot of luggage. I let some of them. And to today, I'm always looking for these catalogs and they cost very expensive now, still missing a few because I start from 89. But after I really start to, it was like something from my personal wear. Yes. And uh, I start, uh, and Versace made me want to work as fashion designer mm-hmm. and I study design and my plans were to work with Versace. But by by the time when he was dead, actually a friend of mine from Miami who was neighbor of Versace, she called me and she just said, oh, I know you love Versace. I know you want to work for Versace. He just been shot. She did not know he was dead already. And I just don't want you know that by the television, he was just shot. I remember that day, it was like, a, it was a nightmare because my plans as like future of work, I want to work like internship in the next year with Versace. And that was gone, that my favorite designer, at that time I was only mostly, it was like a lucky charm. I wear every day at least one Versace. And so I start to looking for all the pieces because as as going to the shops was already like a fun program to me and after some time i already know the the the, the sellers so they didn't know oh, all this pain in the ass we'll try everything they already know i was not going to buy everything i would try to buy something and sometimes they save to me to the sales and when i arrive the sales they call i said oh you know that jacket you try they're gonna they're gonna be in 70 percent I will say I, I saved it for you and things like this. And but but of course I could not buy everything. Versace was tremendously expensive. It was you said it was more expensive back then than it is today, you say? It was more expensive. And it was harder to get. Uh, for example, he he didn't send a lot of things of the same size to every shop. So sometimes I had uh, I but I was back in, uh, in, in Europe, but in Italy by then, by 93, 92, 93. And sometimes I had to travel, like to go to two to three different boutiques to get the item I want in my size. And it what was really it? like, it was only one shirt of each print of each size for, every, for each shop. So if the, someone getting that, it was not like we, look at the catalog, go online and just order that. It was like, it was a labor <laughs> to get. What was the longest distance that you went to get a piece back in the day? Oh, a lot, 
a lot. Like I, I was living in Italy. I've been to Paris, to Berlin, to Frankfurt, to Austin. But normally I could get like for just buy one piece. Have I buy phone? So oh, they have it in Padova. I go to Padova. They have it in Venice. Okay, I have in Venice. And there is all the kind of different collections for different cities. Mm. Like I could see that the French people, the men was much more crazy than the Italians. So you could see crazier edgier pieces in the Paris shop. So it was okay, let's go to Paris, let's go to Paris. I will gonna check check. The sales in Paris of leather was very good. So I would try to travel in the time of the sales. So you really have were collecting almost immediately. You may these may be clothes that you wear, but you had the collector's mindset. I, I, I was I just wear Versace by there. I think was after his death when I was missing at that that I start to try to buy, and then I start to buy vintage, mm-hmm. and that made me be allowed to get much better pieces because it was not full prices. It was not Versace was just that. Uh, the marketing of vintage was not that big. No. It, it, it was a totally different year. So those clothes, the people didn't know yet the place of Versace in fashion history, you right. know, because it was after Miami, uh, a lot of celebrities were him, a lot of nouveau riche, a lot of mobsters were that. It was not sure it was good taste or bad taste, or a really uh, important place in, in history. So you could find pieces like much, much less expensive than today. And there was not this market. Like I could say in the beginning of the bay, if you search for Versace, you could see like one, two shirts each time, not more than that. But the auctions were real auctions, like starting 999, and like people fight for that. If you see in, in uh, today, what you see, it's people buying for reselling. Though you just have to arrive first to pay a fair price. And now there is like crazy maniacs who put the prices of a house in a shirt. And they just know the name Versace. And they think that everything worth a lot and charge like thousands. It's like really ridiculous prices. So it was, it was a totally different. So I could really find amazing pieces. It was, uh, I really regret that I was just looking pieces for myself. So I was like a picky in, okay, I like, it's my size, etc. After a while, a while, I see that I was looking a lot and I, I think very important stuff. But after his death, that I start to collect more as, to, to keep its history, you know, because I actually didn't like the image of the people have about Versace, which is only about the opulence, about the glamour, only very flamboyant, colorful stuff. And I think that he was in this beginning, and it is today, uh, remember only for a fraction of his work, which is not the most important to me. And when more I, I start to, to looking for pieces, okay, I don't know what is this. 
I start to like by internet, like meeting people who work with Versace. I start to buy in the catalogs since the 80s. I start to really know. And then I knew, then I realized that Versace was much more than I know, much more than the silk shirts, much more than the very expensive uh, things. I start really to, to love him as an artist more than a fashion designer. And then I, I start to collect more like a museum, like trying to have some pieces of each collection in order to, to, to tell a story. You know, I love when I show some pieces and the person, some person who doesn't like Versace, I say, wow, this is wonderful. But this is not Versace. I think this is Versace from the 80s. But you see, it looks very, uh, it looks classy. It looks very discreet. But there is this detail in interior. It changed here. Normally, the proportion is different. And then you can see, like, in the very small details of these discrete clothes, what would became that over the top of what he was in the, in, in the 90s. And I was, like, looking for the pieces. I met a lot of people which... He, who was like original clients telling me, telling me the story. Wow. So that's very interesting because you see that they, in, in Italy, they see Versace in a totally different way. In Germany, there were collectors of the 80s in, uh, in Denmark and places like the and, and sometimes I, I never understood how the crowd has changed from the 80s, from the 90s, when it became more less discreet that it was like the show business because actor he flirted with the show business since very very early but i feel the 80s was more discreet and intellectual ah and the 90s the 90s became like uh, sexy and power and glamour yeah you could really see that effect in the 90s again back to miami you really saw that lifestyle and that attitude spread throughout the city um that that very po powerful in its sexuality powerful in its masculinity and also understanding the balance of femininity yes it was a it was funny because it was a kind of it's uh empowerment of the sexy woman there you go and also the uh the object man the objectified yes. man there was some catalogs there was more naked dudes than clothes. Yes, yes. <laughs> and there is like our like the, the powerful woman very well dressed with two naked guys as the best luxury accessory she could have. <laughs> yeah. And you know what's funny is that um, people are more fans of him than they even know, especially from the Michael Jackson jackets, both the Thriller one and the Beat It jackets are both Versace jackets. And a lot of people don't really realize that they're Versace fans and they think that they have the misconception that it is that tacky, kind of trashy, um, overly designed, gaudy stuff when it's actually quite sophisticated and almost visionary. If Versace was around today. I think, I think, it's, for, I think it's for men's uh, clothes. Versace was very, very visionary. He was very, very avant-garde. Yes. Uh, people think only about the decorative side of it. But since the beginning, I think in the men's wear, he was very, very avant-garde. Yes. He was uh, always broken 
broken some rules about what should be a man wear, what was allowed to colors and prints. And I, I think what makes something is very special about Versace is his work for theater and opera. Oh, I wasn't aware of this. Let me hear. Yes, it is fabulous. I think it was something that I bought in those days already was the books of Versace uh, with all the sketches and figurines he did for opera and theater. And this was very artistic with no limits. But you could see after in the commercial collection something that he tried in the first time in the States. And that's, that's, that's very interesting. What is your favorite year for Versace? I think as a year, a whole year, like all collections, it would be 92. It Tell was me. the year before Miami. Tell but me. Because 92, 92 has a fabulous winter, uh, which is like the became iconic, which are the bondage clothes for women. Do you, do you know the ones? It was the, uh, a collection which was very, very crazy and very, very modern because he was dressing the most rich woman in the world with clothes inspired in S&M. Let me see here. I'm looking up some images. I'm sure I've seen them. Let me see. Oh, yes. The, like the bustiers, right? Yeah, the bustier, the old belt and stuff. And only like it was like an S&M. Yes. It, it was very sexy and it was something that normally what people would not wear in a ball or something like that and he did slack with glamour it, they are very fetish and it was funny about that because the fetish people they really didn't like when Versace did that because it was like a uh, they were somebody coming in on their territory and kind of um, exploiting their stuff? I think it's almost yeah I, I think it Today, it could be seen as uh, cultural appropriation. Uh, uh, <laughs> you and, know, because yes. he, was, he, he, he took something that was from the li uh, their usual lives, like the leather. Yes. I think the people, the culture of leather, and suddenly, for such a made, a leather couture. Mm -hmm. Was he responsible for that or was it, um, was, was Gautier in the mix as well or is that all Versace? Was Gautier kind of in the same realm, just a Gautier little bit. did the same, like with the cone bra. But yes. I think for for I think Gautier, he he really belonged to that niche. Versace took an inspiration to sell to the rich people. Mm -hmm. I don't think I think the, the clients of Gautier were the inspiration of the the, the the things he used to do clothes for the the people in the nightlight and the discos Versace did but he did in a very bourgeois way so I think this, the people of the fetish they didn't like in the first because they could not afford to have that it was fantastic but it was for another crowd it, it was not a lifestyle it was a fashion trend where are you now in your Versace collecting? Are you still actively pursuing pieces? Are you yeah. down? Yes, I'm active pursuing pieces. <laughs> yes. It's, and what, what's, your, uh, what's your latest? I, I had already, I, I had already my list of, okay, when I get that, I will stop. When I get that, I will stop. And it's a big lie that you tell to yourself because when you're looking for 
and you are okay, I'm done with 91. And then you go to 89 and then you fall in love for 86. And now I need like jacket from 82. It's a lot of stuff. After I became a collector, it's something which it's like a pain in the ass, but it's good because you look for things that nobody else looks. That because when I was just a client, I used to like, like the jackets. I buy the jackets, I buy the shirts. As a collector, I want the whole outfit. So I look like with the lenses, I watch the thing to see which kind of shoes she's wearing, the kind of pants he's wearing because uh, what, and that's taught like uh, when the, for the, 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 birth, the 20 years of the death of Johnny Versace, I made my first public event, mm -hmm. which was, it was crazy because uh, uh, I, I, was, I live in Brazil and I tried to make something like to display here, but it's very hard uh, in terms of get sponsors. Mm -hmm. because the people say, okay, you've got to make an exit of Versace. Versace, want, Versace must sponsor that. But actually, my collection is not an exhibit of Versace, the brand. I couldn't care less about the brand. It's only about the artist. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it's only about the artist. Like, uh, I can buy eventually some Versace pieces from today if I like to meet where. But I don't spend big money on that as a collector. As a collector, my last collection is the year Versace's dead. Wow. How many pieces do you have? But I never count on that. One day I start to talk. It was like 350 and it was sure not even in the half of it. So I think I have probably around like 800 or maybe more. Where do you keep it's, it's it's time to me organize like your name running out of spice it's my reality the yeah. problem is the problem is you need money to do that and when i have money i buy more pieces right <laughs> that that's the paradox absolutely i need i need that maturity okay now i will storage everything perfectly and now it came the jacket and break my legs again <laughs> where do you keep all your where do you keep all of your pieces where do you keep your collection right now it's all it's all in my house but it's like uh, in several different places i have like uh, six or seven wardrobes i have like uh, hangers like everywhere i try to divide like in the part of the collection that i that i actually wear mm -hmm. and the part of collection that that i don't are you wearing? Uh, are you wearing this? I have, uh, today, today I have even I have some luggage closet with like the, 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 the clothes that I don't use often or photograph or things like that. And I'm trying to like photograph, catalog, and pack because right. I don't have it like all displayed in a beautiful clothes and if I can go there, I don't have that. I would love to. When I when I do some exhibit, it's fantastic because. I, I remember when I was in Berlin and it was a huge room only with my silk shirts. And someone said, is it your closet? I said, oh, I wish they look much better like this. <laughs> but they traveled in one luggage. That's nice because they're silk, right? And how do the clothes keep up? I mean, you have something, you have stuff as old as the 80s. Are they still in good shape? Uh, 
Yes, I think you can see the remarkable quality of those clothes because I have clothes from before 40 years, which they look like brand new. Yeah, that's amazing. Really, really, really brand new. Of course, there is, there is some things that are hard to find. I, I'm obsessive for the wool poles of 82. And I like most when I got, they have some small hole of mold and things like that. But uh, most, uh, so I think the wool, wool doesn't age so well, if not perfectly storaged. But uh, by the leather and the silk, they are very simple to keep. Mm -hmm. you, I, I never had problem with the silk. The silk, it's, it's a fantastic quality, really. It's, it's, it's spectacular. Tell me about the community of Versace collectors. Are there other people such as yourself that you have come into contact with in your pursuits? There is, there is a lot. I think, I think Versace is one of the, the design who has more collectors. There is all kinds of collectors. And there is like, a new generation of collectors to which it's very fun because in the beginning you could see that most collectors was people like me who was like young and could only see and lick windows in the, in, in, in the golden days of Versace. And then when they could afford... They really went after, after, and there are people who could pay a lot of money because they are pursuing like one shot because it was the, the, the shirt of his 50, the 15 years old. Huh? And when they find that shirt, they pay whatever. Yeah, there's, a, there's an emotional attachment to that. I understand that completely. There's an emotional attachment, yes. Yes, there, there is this kind of people who looks, oh, I want the shirt of Luis Miguel. I want a shirt of that, that, that celebrity attached thing, but it came like with an emotion, what it means in that time when you see Luis Miguel with that shirt, oh, I want to see. And I see there is, there is two main kinds of collectors and not of collectors, of Versace lovers. There is those who are really crazy about fashion in general. And uh, they really look for like collection by collection, the authentic whole looks, the outfits, like in like in a historical way. And there are those who are in, who are in love for the Medusa. Yes. So my collection, it's not, it's really not Medusa focused. I don't like Medusa. If there is written Versace, if it's just a big Medusa, it's not my thing. I have a few bags with big Medusas, but to me, the Medusa, it's beautiful, but it's only a logo. So I think in between the, the collectors, there is part of the, which you are that are all about the brand, all about the logo, all about, it's like, it's kind of a wannabe, you know, like if yes. they wear Versace, they're going to look like that. And there are the other ones. And those collectors, they really, they look for very easy, recognizable pieces. Mm -hmm. So everybody will know he's wearing something expensive. Yes. You know, it's another thing. But I don't think this kind of, of collector are really after the quality and the design and of the research. I don't think they appreciate Gianni Versace. As, as the way, but maybe me thinking about, because I was like, for such was that in 97, so that the, 
the older generation, they don't know nothing about Gianni Versace. They already are in a time of Donatella and, right. and Versace Mansion and all this kind of stuff. I'm, I think Versace Mansion impressive, but I don't like it. I don't like the Versace furniture, for example. There are, there are collectors who they love all the china, they love all the furniture, they have the sofa, which for me would be a nightmare to match with the curtains. Right. You know? <laughs> I prefer to wear Versace in uh, Armani living area than be camouflaged in Barocco. <laughs> yeah. When did he start using the Medusa logo? Is that from the beginning? No, no. It was, it started in 91. But like the year of the Medusa, which was the Medusa Mania, was 92. Mm. 92. Uh, so the, 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 the Medusa start as a logo only in the early 90s. Mm -hmm. In the 80s, there was a logo which was Gianni Versace, which has special lettering, mm -hmm. and no Medusa. In the end of the 80s, you could see some prints of Medusa, but not as a logo. As a logo that you could see and walk in every piece, it started in the early 90s. It's so... And actually, it was, it was, actually it was one year that was like big Medusas everywhere in the collection. But the people wanted that forever and still today. It's quite fitting, the Medusa logo, because Medusa is the symbol of the the outcast female who has found empowerment and uh, a sexuality that will literally dominate a man, turn a man into stone, turn anyone who yes, yes. her into stone. So it's quite fitting that Versace would use that because of- I think it was, it, was really, it was really perfect for the international image he was wanting that way because it was much more international and that there was all this antiquous apart of made in Italy and Roman and Greek and Roman shown to have a myth, something of the mythology. Yes. Uh, made Antiquity. it look more respectful. Yes. It has a, like a, the, it's like, um, it's a throwback to antiquity, but also like, hedonism and Dionysus and yeah there's a lot of mythology within the, the story of Versace's clothes. I, I think in Miami, Miami was the time of the hedonism. He was very, the, the lifestyle looks like very very hedonistic. Yes. What does Versace... Oh, it was wonderful because and you see you could see like in the catalog it was the man weighing $1,800 silk shirts and swimming with the dolphins in the sea world. Yeah. It was, what the hell does that? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it seems like he did go wild and, you know, hanging out with Madonna and celebrities in Miami. It seemed like it was almost like a perfect fit. Yes, 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 it was a perfect time. But since the beginning, he was with that because like, I think in 82 or 83, his top model was, was Brooke Shields, which was very, very young. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, I thought she was. I, I never understood that. I think how the hell Versace started already with the top. Yes. Well, I wonder <laughs> is that from like the Blue Lagoon? Because Brooke Shields was in that movie, The Blue Lagoon, which was. Yes, yes, she was thirteen. Sexual. I don't know how old. I don't know when was this 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 film. I, I think he, she was the 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 star of the campaign in eighty two. 
she was probably like 15, 16 or more than that. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, he was, he was very p- powerful because before of having his own brand, he worked for important brands in there. So when he started, he was already known. So he would call, okay, I want Shahi Hall and Rip Shields, and he got them for them. When did he start? What's, what's Versace's first collection, his first couture collection? I really don't know. Eight, I think it's 79. Yeah. I think it's 79. 79, but he started before uh, designing for Jenny and for other important brands. For Complici, was leather. And so uh, he was like in the, in, in the luxury group. And when he decided to open his own brand, he started already as a big one. Now, I assume you're wearing Versace right now, correct? Yes, yes. Tell me what you're wearing right now. The, the jacket is... It's 91. It's like a, a shawl collar, red one. It's like a... Oh. That's all right. It's a classic blazer with a different different details. And the uh, shirt, it's a velvet one. Versace was very inspired in art. And the people always remember about the dress of the Andy Warhol. Mm-hmm. The Marilyn Monroe of Andy Warhol. But since the beginning, there was a lot of art and other artists and Chagall, Picasso. Here it's Alexander Calder. You can see they're like it's the model of Alexander Calder. Oh, wow. And there is, is that also 91? No, no. This is 96. It's interesting how they all kind of work together, huh? Can you wear things from the 80s and even... It has a way of blending the colors, of changing the clothes. And I think it's surprisingly how different collections of Versace, uh, normally they can, they can fit together very well. Like to me, I'm, I, I'm always cha- changing and blending like 89 with 94. And there is, uh, you see the, the collections are very different, but there is a way of thinking and there is aesthetic. So I see like the way he blend, he matched the colors. There is something that the fakers don't know how to do. What do you think about the current state of menswear in general? I never thought, I, I thought that the logo mania or the, the value of the brands would be so high for the new generation. I thought it would be more about quality, exclusivity and self, uh, to show themselves. I would never imagine like brands who are totally stupid doing things with gigantic logos and asking for so much money for there. In the same way, the brands today, they focus on the young because in my days, a young younger people, they didn't spend much money in clothes. It was not something, oh, I dream having a t-shirt of $500. It would be really, really ridiculous. And you can see that the clothes which are made for a marketing group and not for a designer. That's what I feel. The clothes are made to getting a lot of likes, to look a lot of rich, to get a lot of things which is not the clothes itself because you see very expensive clothes and you see then there is no good fabrics, there is not good quality, there is no good cut. There is a huge marketing behind of it. And what about Versace? What do you think about the state of Versace, the, the fashion house now? I don't like. 
I don't, I, I, most of things I don't like. I think, uh, I think it's not edge, it's not modern, you know? What they do, it's like a woman looks sexier and harder and taller and thinner, but this is not modern. <laughs> what, what this is you... like, this is the regular needs of a new actress, I think. That's why uh, probably they are so fantastic for red carpet. Donatella, it's brilliant for red carpet, but I don't think like she's like, but after that, she's a follower of fashion. She's not someone who does the fashion. It does seem that way, especially, I mean. I, and, and there is something that I must say, today the brand does some things that in the past only the fakers used to do. Like, I don't remember in the boutique of Versace to have t-shirts with medusas. Only that. You could see that in the street selling for tourists. But today, the brand does itself the things. So sometimes the people say, oh, is this authentic? So I don't know, but in the times of Versace, it would not be uh, true. But then I look in the website and I said, oh my God, they are selling this. Yeah. But that's 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 the new crowd. Yeah, everything, everything, everything has become streetwear. Like, it's, it's true that... Uh, it's very easy to dress Versace like or the nice and, and feel overdressed because the streetwear is I what I think it's it's funny is to tell to these people who wear Versace today who are really Versace maniacs. I said the silk shirts don't match with the sneakers. They look <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some of Versace sneakers in the recent in the recent uh, collections. And, you know, they're trying to go for the streetwear aesthetic, but the sneakers just aren't cool looking and not in the sense of they're just not, you know, when you saw Versace stuff, it's wild and um, defiant. Now it just seems yeah. like they, they're just trying to fit in with the trends and add that exactly. little bit of flair that, you know, that Versace flair but it doesn't have the yeah. same attitude. You're, you're absolutely right about yeah, that. Yeah, I, I think it's different. Before Versace used to deliver what the people didn't know they want. And now they deliver what they want. It's like a commercial thing. And I think all the spoon of the chain reaction lines that is the, the, the sneakers. I think that's not brilliant. That's just not new. That's not, I think, I, I don't see interest in that as I see in before. Like Versace was the crazy guy who did like metal dresses. He was the crazy dad who did like couture dresses with leather and plastic. Yeah. And now he does sneakers because every every house has to do sneakers and because there is a lot of collectors of sneakers. But I really don't I don't think the Versace sneakers are really collectibles. No. And and the thing. They are really the people, it's the people who want to dress the Medusa. Had to tell. Yeah. How does Versace make you feel when you put your clothes on from the, the time of Versace's heyday, Gianni's heyday, when he was actively? I think, I think it's that question after that fall in love, I fall in love, was disguised the hedonistic way. It's like, a, okay, I like it. I don't care if it's good taste. I don't care if I must overdress it or less. I just like the feeling, like how it looks. I like how it it feel it it makes me feel very well and and um is that something that you carry with you every day do you wear versace every day uh not as a religion 
No, but, I, uh, but as a lifestyle. I wear I wear other I wear other designs. I don't have I have but I have like most of what I have it's Versace today. Mm-hmm. Even because I, I I love other brands like Alexander McQueen, Jean Paul Gaultier, I love a lot of vintage. And and I wear everything, but I think the most I wear is Versace, even in my everyday. And how do you acquire your pieces? Is it is it eBay? Is it mostly uh, private sellers that you become friends with? Every 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 place, every place. Like something actually, when I start making exhibitions, in my head, uh, I wanted to become known, so people who had like pieces they don't wear could offer to me. Mm-hmm. If that happens, but what happens is. Everybody thinks as I have a first, uh, a, a, everything people that the collector are millionaire people. And they ask like a huge amount of money for me. And then I have to explain that. Normally I have to explain that I have no interest for that. That's very average. And only want I need the top. Yeah. And that's the price of a top for an average. Um, is there a piece, uh, if money was not an option, what would what would be the piece that you would have in a moment? What's the one holy grail of Versace for you? Well, I only have like I only have like ten or fifteen grand that if I had here would be disappear in five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I have some some things in view, but the the worst things are like uh, there is two or three auction houses in the world who they work main with clothes. There are always some things because, because there are things that not even if I had a hundred thousand dollars, I would be able to get because they are just not in the market right. and they are seen very, very rarely in the in the market. But what would it be uh, if, if 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 doors were wide open and in your dreams? What would be? Is there one piece in particular that would just take your breath away and it's the one thing that kind of you're chasing after? Today, I, I have most of the looks, of course. There is like woman look, woman's looks that I don't have, which I would love to have. Like my, I have a, a list of three dream dresses that I want. And for myself, there is like one metal chain vest, which was, which was one of the very few men's clothes he did in, in this mesh. And there is some pants. The jackets, I already have all jackets I need, I wanted. When I start to collecting, I start to collect by the silk shirts. Because I think, and I think it happens like the Versace silk shirts was one of the first fashion collectibles for men. Mm. You know, like men like uh, watches, like uh, cars, like other things, but it's never had an uh, object of men's fashion, like women does with bags for for the shirts. And Versace did that with the shirts. And every shirt has a name. They were not massively produced. So it was something like every man in those days would try make the, ma- the max to purchase at least two or three shirts every collection. And, and you see those shirts around and they are very well in very good shape because the good quality and i had in the beginning i didn't i wanted to have all prints which i never know how many prints versace 
have done. It was something that would be due to make a catalog with all the prints he has done because, uh, and I had a hundred shirts and uh, the, the shirts from the price I've paid from now, they had increasingly priced tremendously. So I showed, uh, I showed, uh, I sold 50 shirts and that's when I bought like my important leather jackets and important dresses. Yeah. That seems like it would be worthwhile. You're going after. Yeah. And the thing is, was after I did one exhibit, which was the first exhibit, it was a fashion show in Warsaw, in Poland. And uh, when I see that all together, when I see the reaction of the people, uh, I wanted to show less of the cliche of Versace and to show more of his career. So my my purchases today are, are different. Of course, when I see one of the obvious shorts that I don't have, I, I'm crazy. I love that, but I will only buy if it's a very good price. Otherwise, I don't need shorts for display. I have 50. That's enough. I will never display 100 together. I prefer to put the leather and the silk. I prefer to put the discreet. Like when I do the curatorship of an exhibit, I love, I love to please the people who go, okay, I'm going just because in the museum, but I don't like Versace going out of a fuck. I love Versace. Right. And I don't like to show that he did other stuff too. You know, you don't like Versace because it's too flamboyant, but he has collections and collections of very elegant, but the flamboyant things show more. It, 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 just seeing one shirt or one piece of clothing from Versace is one thing. And I could see how that would kind of repel some people. But when you see it all as a whole, it becomes intoxicating. You become entranced. Yes. Into, it becomes really a, a world. It becomes a yeah. mythological world and a fantasy world in and of itself. So I could see yes. somebody who is not a fan going into an exhibit such as yours and coming out and being, you know, having their minds changed. Um, it's that. Yes being immersed in the way that they are. So I didn't know that. So the silk shirts are the most collectible? Yes, surely they are. And how? No, it, it's good because they are easy to storage. They don't take much space. <laughs> it's, it's very hard to run out of space collecting only silk shirts. Right, right. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. And um, they have the personality. Everyone has a name. They are easy to date. They have a name. So it, you, you can see like, okay, 89 and 90, 91, 92, 93, 94. They are uh, like for years and years, Versace made exactly the same cut mm -hmm. and the same button and the same thing to, to just to change the, the silk. Mm -hmm. the, and the, the most collectible ones are the ones made with the scarf prints. The scarf prints. Which print. are when the, yes, that you see like the frame are in a very perfect place. The, the shirts were very expensive those days because I don't know how they are printed today, but today they are digital printed, like they are all colors in one. So probably you can print in a way oh. that so when, in a way that the print Keeps perfectly when it's yes. but yeah. But in those days, uh, the print was was color by color, 
in the frame of a scarf. So you need a lot of scarves to make uh, a shirt. Right. Because here you make a center and here you need a center. You make beautiful center. Here in the part what, where you fold, you will lose uh, a part of the print. So it's going to be part of here and part of here. It's going to be to it. So it, it, it was a lot of scarves to make one shot. That's why they were so expensive. That's craftsmanship right there. Yeah, it always annoys me, Versace or not, when I see a shirt that has a print on it, a button down, and the prints don't match up. I, I yeah. despise that. that that's, and that's what makes expensive short because you spend much more fabric yes. for doing like matching perfectly. It's perfect for the prints. Yes. Tell me about the names of the shirts. They had specific names, each each model? Oh, yes. Yes, because there were some series. For example, there was in the in the 91, it was a, a, a series inspired in, in the, the the works he made for theater, so-called drama. Oh. And you have like the, the, the shirts with, with the masks. Mm -hmm. so then you have Indians, Buffalo Bill, Le Roi Soleil, uh, Baroque Sauvage, Optical Baroque, uh, uh, Three Graces. There's really a lot of different teams. Like where there is like the uh, the the one which are inspired in antiquities, like with old furniture and Baroque during the Petito vase. There was like pop art. The pop art is Marilyn Monroe. The art is Chagall, Picasso, Mondrian. There is, there is the sounds that I like a lot, which are the fashion. It's already the motive, so it are scarves with the prints of the designs of people wearing Versace. Oh, that's very, there that's um, that's yeah. very postmodern. Yeah, yeah. There is like uh, from Indians line. There is Indians. Then there is there is Buffalo Bill. There is two other versions. Uh, there, there's a lot of names. Uh, Versace really look for inspiration in everything. You know, there is all the, the there is all the story about Miami with yes. the buildings, the Cadillacs, the Palms. There is Hawaii, which is from Miami collection. She is like a Hawaii landscape with some Baroque decor too. So mm -hmm. normally in these frames, there is some Baroque decor mixing with this modern prints, which in, in colorful uh, in colorful and sometimes crazy mixes, which are very beautiful. He was very inspired from just the entire world. You see a lot of designers and they have yeah. their collections and there's inspirations, but it seems like his palette was just wide open and he was able to very, siphon- Very, very, He was able to siphon all of that into his vision. Which yes, I, I like that because he was not. It was not on. Uh, he was not a designer who inspire only in elegant stuff or only in nobil nobility stuff. He was inspired for very average things too about pop culture, about art in every way, about the subword of asinam sad sadomasochism. So he really could find. He could inspire, make collection inspire in the. The girls who walk in the street in the horse and make like fantastic stuff for that. 
Huh? Yeah, I, I think this is the, 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 the thing of the difference. He was not worried only. To, and I think that's why I feel very hedonistic. He was not trying always to be elegant and noble and chic. Yeah. But he never played safe. No, which is a good thing. That's a good quality. Yes, it's, it's a fantastic quality. How does your collection of Versace and your devotion to his vision affect your personal life? Wow, well, it's, it's a lot of time looking for that. <laughs> it's a lot of time. And I made like very good friends. And I make friends that it took me years to meet personally. People look for me pieces in France, who look for me pieces in, uh, in, in Germany, in Japan. Because like if I look everything from Brazil, you know, uh, eBay, of course, I, I look in every eBay. But eBay, there is a lot of much resellers. And, and I need to have some people local really to get the new stuff, the, the, the new stuff, the, the special stuff. Because the, the, best, the best way to get is from the original owners. And the, the, the clothes came with a story. And you say, oh, in the catalog, it was with this. And I said, yes, but in the boutique, they present us with this and it's it's it, it's very nice like in, in order for me to understand the creative things of okay for such designer for that and but it was in the fashion show for that what is like a styling work what was for such a work what how the people were used to buy real that yeah, because he make that crazy stuff like the high and low to make a very $20,000 beaded skirt and dress it with a jeans shirt. Okay, it's fantastic for catwalk, but this people bought that way. This, the, the sellers in the, the boutique, they wanted to sell that way or it was just something to have free photos in all the magazines. So it's very nice to see the stories of, of the people who, who used to wear was such in, in those days and and I met a lot of people who used to work with him and I have like my favorite jacket I purchased from a guy who was his dentist <laughs> can you get x-rays of his jaw or what <laughs> yes. something right yeah and this guy used to go to us his houses he used to get like the whole collection and uh, I don't know where we met, like was online, and he was some some. It was like my dream jacket was cost like really a fortune. I think it was like twelve thousand dollars, and I tend to keep catching. I show my collection, and after all, he just asked, "Okay, how much do you have?" I said, "I have I have seven dollars, seven hundred dollars," and I said, "Okay, it's yours. I will not sell." to a vintage shop to make him money. But I see like your collection is a question of love. And a lot of people gave me pieces because there are people who, who doesn't need money, who doesn't see that. People has a really, the people uh, who have Versace, a lot of people still have those Versace. They don't wear, they don't sell, they don't give away because in that moment that they bought, it was something so very important that people love these, these pieces. And sometimes these people who have this attachment to the pieces give me pieces because they know what I'm doing, that they, they think that I treat uh, and I make a divulgation of Versace in a very 
respectable, very with with a lot of respect. Where should I start if I was going to start a Versace collection? Should I start with the silk shirts? Should start for the catalogs. But for a Versace collection, the best start for the books and the catalogs. Yeah. Then you're going to understand much more about Versace and we'll, uh, we'll avoid you to buy a lot of fakes. Yeah. Because the really people start to buying. Uh, I'm helping a friend from mine from Japan because he was all excited. He put in the group on a Versace group uh, on eBay. He, six shirts he just bought for a fortune and three of them were fake. Oh, oh that's a heartbreaker. Yeah, yeah. He was so excited. That I would not to be okay. Cool. But half of it was fake. He had paid like $800. And, and there is a lot, a lot of fakes. But if you know some, like this kind of fakes, if you have the catalogs, you would know that Versace never did that kind of thing. Ah. So I think, I think really think like the best way, the, uh, it's a very good and important investment. Start for all the books Versace has done. They are fantastic books. You will never lose money on that. And they are consultation material. Right. And after that, you can start for the books, the, the, the shirts. But the shirts, there is so much after them. And the people ask so much fortune of that that they are hard to uh, are hard to get. So I would, I would say, look for the vests. The yeah. vests are as beautiful as the short, and you sometimes can find like for 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 affordable prices. The thing is, it's to lose a lot of time looking like every day in everything because there's everywhere someone trying to buy for a good price for resale for a fortune. <laughs> That's the rub. That's 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 the yeah. life we choose as collectors, isn't it? Some things only have value for you. <laughs> and we sometimes we don't know that. And we see the things that oh, <laughs> is that okay, I pay whatever. Because <laughs> I remember once I see a pants and I I, I wait till the last moment to, to bid on eBay. And my last bid was 2500 I got it for 80 <laughs> <laughs> No one else wanted it for you. Mind, in my mind, there, there was all the collectors crazy about this pen. The fact is, the pen was very bad pictured. And it was not pictured. Only, only I, because of the catalogs, I recognized that. 